previously on the Riverdale Register. <laughs> John and I coughed at the same time. It was beautiful. That was really special. It was that really was a special. Huge moment. It was cool. Oh, hail our fair Riverdale Register. Did you miss it? I did miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season four premiere. Season of, four of the Riv. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. You know, if this is our fourth season of this, it also means it's like our fifth year of doing podcasts. Oh my god, that's wait, really? Yeah. Does that math work out? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, we did a year of Scream, and then and this is three our three years of Riverdale. So we're going into our this is this our is, fifth year. Yes, you're right. Yeah, that's confusing, but Wild. that's exciting. Wild. Oh my god. How was how was your summer? It was, God, it feels like forever ago, even though, is it still summer? No, it's not. No, it's technically fall. It's technically It's October, fall. so. My summer was actually really good. I went to Europe for like 10 days and bopped around there for a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> my summer was really good. John, what did you, what did you do this summer? Well, I feel like my entire life changed over this summer. Yeah. I uh, moved here. You moved here. I got a different to job. To a different neighborhood. I almost said which one. I got a, <laughs> I got a different job. Now I, now I work on Nickus. Nickus. Uh, and now I'm in Don't production, clarify. which means now I see everything through the lens of production. So. So every, I watch Riverdale, I'm going, well, that looked like it was pretty hard to shoot. That was probably a long day. So you have a lot of respect. Oh, uh, so many night scenes. Yeah. I have yeah. a lot more respect for the production angle of Riverdale now. So John's going to be really happy about this season of Riverdale. And I'm just generally happier. I'm happy for you. Look at John. Let's see. Nickus saves lives. Nickus saves Navy lives. I honestly have never watched it. I'm every sorry. Week. I'm sorry. I will watch an episode if you tell me to. I'm not going to tell you to. That's good. Then I won't watch it. This is like a million little things. You've still not watched that. And I feel like I'm just as invested. I watched the pilot of a million little things. Fine. That's fine. Uh, So we did get two reviews since our Trevor Stein episode. Thank you guys for listening to that. That was fun. Hey, Trevor Trevor was in this episode. I love Trevor. Not just as a dead body, but as a ghost. He could not tell us that, but he definitely knew that, right? Yeah, he he definitely... I think they'd probably... Actually, I don't know if they started filming yet. I can't remember when we recorded that. <clears throat> I will say, Nickus was filming <laughs> uh, the start of its season in, like, August. I just... Or no, I, July. No, August. I started in August. All so. I want is for someone to leave us a review and be like, these fucking liberal tards don't even know that it's NCIS. <laughs> <laughs> and not Nickus. <laughs> And that's all I want. And if someone could do that for us, even if you don't Listen, mean it. I've been talking to my coworker, Mark Harmon, and we've agreed it's Nickus it's now. Nickus. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, Caitlin, would you rather do our five-star review or our one-star review? Our one-star review. Then I'll do our five-star yeah, review. you do the nice one. By uh, Julian Gelato. Uh, it says, cure for a bad day. Whenever I have a bad day, this podcast brightens up my day and keeps me laughing. Best cu- podcast I've found. That's like the nicest thing ever. I fucking love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are a treasure, a national treasure. You're the Nicolas Cage Declaration of Independence. I don't really remember those movies. Yeah, that well. you, did you see those movies? <laughs> I saw them once. I fell asleep. Um, I, saw, I saw the first one one time, uh-huh. and it was really like three quarters of a time. I think I saw it on USA one time with yeah. commercial breaks. Sean Bean's in it. 
I don't. Oh, yes, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yes, you're doing great. I think I knew that. I think I knew that he was in that, actually. Should I read the bad one? Oh, my God. I think it's your duty. Okay. Uh, More liberals making podcasts. Can they ever do a podcast without cramming their political agenda down your throat? They say Archie is obsessed with V's daddy, but don't realize they are even more obsessed with politics. Is that all you think about? No one comes here to hear your take on social issues and human rights. When are you dopes ever going to realize that instead of getting one-star ratings from every, in quotation marks, right, or neutral listener, that's the whole sentence, sad, we can't go anywhere to escape anymore. You know what? I He's think- right. No, no, no. He's, he's right. I do feel terrible about all 12 of our one-star reviews. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> honestly, well, you know, you're saying that as a joke. Yeah. I, however, am saying it, uh, like, in a way that I mean. But maybe not all 12. I do feel bad probably about literally just, like, like the other nine like that are not this. I'm just... Whew, I will never apologize right. for my political Same. stance. Same. Because the, the thing is, it's like, one, that's true. Because I feel like, if we're being honest, we're not getting into the nitty-gritty of, like, you know... We're, we're not talking about, like, the stock market or, like, your tax percentage. <laughs> we're talking about, like, some pretty big ideas that mm-hmm. are just very overarching. So Overarchy? Overarching. They definitely are overarching. He wouldn't yeah, understand them they, if he you would. tried to talk to him about them. That's fine. It's it's a simple town. So, so I think that the thing that's interesting to me <laughs> is that if we're talking about Hiram in this review... That means that the person's listened to the whole first season of Riverdale? You're right. He listened they listened to our entire first season. And then And and we're like, they're not that left. Yeah. And then listen to more. When did the election happen? Uh, I thought it was in twenty sixteen. I know, but sorry, when did Riverdale happen? Oh. <laughs> in Riverdale years, John, not in human time. Oh, um, somewhere between nineteen sixty and twenty forty two. Twenty forty. Okay, so no idea, no idea. So basically, I don't remember if Riverdale came out. If it's season four and it's twenty nineteen now, going into twenty twenty. Right. It, it came in January. I think season one may have premiered in January of 2017. Seven. That would make sense. Hold on. 2017 and then 2017, 2018, 2018 to 2019, 2019. Yeah, 20, January 2017 or like early 2017 was when the show premiered. Yeah, so I should have been. So it was already more. when we were sad. Yeah, so I was already very upset. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Caitlin, what is the title of this episode? So this episode is in memoriam when it's pretty straightforward. It means yeah, in, I don't, it, I don't yeah. think it's a reference to anything. Yeah, and so um, it means in honor of the memory of essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, I know that we're making some jokes now, guys. Because I don't think we know how to be serious, and I definitely don't know how to be serious when I'm being criticized. I didn't think the show knew how to be serious. But this, this was, yeah. This, this was episode really is uh, powerful. Yeah. They did not deal with Luke last season, and I think it was the right choice. Because they got to come into this, and they always start the season with the most energy. Yeah. Uh, so they were able to really focus for this hour that is quite possibly the least ridiculous hour of Riverdale. Yeah. I mean, this is a hard episode, obviously, because it is probably one of the more grounded episodes. 
Not that they don't have a scene where Cheryl's talking to the corpse of her brother. Right. But and, you know, Archie does take off his shirt. It's still Riverdale. Yeah. it's still, And I think that, you know what, like, I think that's good in a way mm-hmm. that it's still Riverdale. But it is also uh, very much a tribute, not just to the deceased character of Fred, but also uh, the late Luke Perry, who, from all accounts, was the best human being alive. Yeah. So... Uh, this episode is written by, of course, uh, Roberto, and it was direct- directed by a uh, Gabriel Correa, who directs, who directed a short in 2008, a bunch of Riverdale episodes. I think that's 2018. Uh, no, that's 2008. Oh, oh, sorry, I was reading the first uh, line. A bunch of Riverdale episodes, uh, Chapter 50, American Dreams, Chapter 53, Jawbreaker, Chapter 58, In Memoriam. Uh, and another short that hasn't seemed to come out yet called Beautiful Gun, and a long career as a second unit director. Awesome. And I think he turned in a pretty solid episode. Yeah, totally. Now, there aren't multiple story arcs this episode. There's just the big one. So let's yeah get into it. Um, so this episode is kind of unique because instead of it starting in the... Uh, in, like, right before school starts, like a Labor Day episode. That was last year. I think the year before was the same, or no? Did that start mid... When did the first season of Riverdale ended after Christmas? Wow. No, what? it no. did not. It wasn't the a Black Hood was attacking during Christmas. So it, that episode was, like, three months. That first season was, like, three months long. Pretty much. Wow. Wow. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the longest uh, sophomore year ever, junior year ever. Sophomore. Really? Yeah. Last year was their junior year, and now they're going into senior year. Crazy. Okay. So that's cool. Um, so Jughead's, Jughead's catching everyone up. Uh, it's the summer. Catching all of us up. <laughs> He's like, Riverdale. It's totally normal now. Everyone just kind of forgot about Griffiths and Gargoyles. Just like they forgot about that time there was a riot, and, right, you know. Right. Uh, Jughead finished writing a book? He finished writing something, and he's submitting it to a contest. And then Betty's response was, it's not going to just place in the contest, Jughead. It's going to win the contest. I was like, we've all known Jughead's writing. It's we've not, been listening to it this whole time. It's not good. It's just... <laughs> it's sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that I'm a great writer. Like, I know that's my profession. I'm not saying... I'm not comparing myself to Jughead. And I'm certainly not saying anything about the Riverdale writers. But I'm just saying that Jughead's narration... Like, if you actually broke down the text of it... Is not very compelling. It's just not that, yeah. It's like, we think it's compelling because we're seeing all the slow motion shots of the streets and... Maybe his prose describes uh, as well as a slow motion shot of the street. Right, right, right. And here's what we're seeing when we're seeing Cheryl running down the street, slow motion. Uh, The irony is... I'm in a screenwriting contest right now, and I get the result. The final lists are announced on Tuesday. Oh, my God. So is it going to... No, it's not. We're going to publish this before this... Yeah. Okay. Well, we're proud of you. You're not just going to place in the contest, John. You're going to win the contest. (laughs) And I feel more confident to say it, because I've I've read your stuff compared to Jughead's stuff. Uh, Archie and Veronica are exactly where you left them. Yes, in bed. In bed. Yeah. Can I... Okay, like, so when I started dating Ian, and I I am 27 now, when I started dating Ian, my parents were very weird about us sharing a bed, and I was out of college. 
Was this a thing for you? Maybe it's just my parents were weird. I mean, I didn't date anyone in high school. Well, okay. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess we were all out, so they would have been weird. We in high were school. so cool in high school. We were so cool in high school. We we didn't have time for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. I, I was know. working. Right. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I feel like my parents would definitely never have ever let this happen as often as these people do. <laughs> My, yeah, the one time I think I had a girlfriend, uh, like, come and visit my house during, during college, my parents were, did, like, have a talk to me about, about that. So. Like, hmm. Uh. And again, these people are, like, 16 years old. So, after a vote, the 4th of July parade is coming back, baby. We're not, we're, we're over Jason Blossom. We want to party. We want to celebrate America. Yeah, they were kind of weird about this. I thought that everybody handled this really poorly. Like, I really did. Like, everyone was like, Cheryl, like, it's been actually only a year, really, since Jason Blossom's death on 4th of July. I mean, who can say what time is? Uh, the babies well, are somehow still infants, uh, even though they are flying over infants. a year old now. Flying infants. Well, okay, so Jason Blossom died their sophomore year, so between freshman and sophomore year. Yep. Now it's between... Then Junior and senior year. So and yet they say it's three years ago. There's only been two years ago, right? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's been two years ago. So they actually canceled the 4th of July a year before Jason died <laughs> right. preemptively. They all knew. Thank Everyone you. knew. And Riverdale's a scary place. Right. So and um, Cheryl Cheryl only finds out the uh, finds out the news when she sits down to have a lovely day with her brother's corpse. <laughs> just, girl just, is well. That house must smell awful. He's he should be more decomposed than he is, right? Yeah, maybe no, I don't know, maybe Edgar embalmed him. <laughs> right. I mean, he was probably already embalmed, but like he was also bloated in the water, so mm. that didn't do him any favors. Yeah, this corpse should be a uh, mess yeah. and should smell so terrible. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Shell drives to Pops where the gang is painting up a float uh, and promises to ruin the parade with an air horn because it, it <laughs> the whole parade is going over the her brother's memory. But, like, girl, your brother's home. I don't know. Yeah, he's fine. I thought also, you said that. An air horn is pretty low tier for Cheryl. Doesn't she own a gang? <laughs> yeah. Or her girlfriend owns a gang? Like, yeah. she could do worse. I don't think you could own she could. She could cut all the tires before the, the parade would start. The, the chaos Cheryl inflicts has been greater than the air horn, I think, in the past. She's done, like, some really bad stuff. And now she's like, I'm just going to be petty on the side of the street with an air horn. Did she burn down her house? Yeah, she did. She yeah. did. She did burn down her house. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny if she just has an air horn, though. Uh, so the gang goes in for some breakfast, some camp-up planning, some joking about bear attacks. I'm glad that they joke about it now. <laughs> I feel like it's time. And uh, and then the fun stops, because Archie gets a phone call from, well, Fred's phone. Uh, and as he hears it, uh, whatever, whatever is being said to him, presumably uh, from... A sheriff deputy, uh, he drops the phone and falls in anguish. It's kind of how we all felt when we heard the news. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so FP tells the Andrews and everyone that uh, Fred stopped to help someone on the side of the road when he was hit by an oncoming vehicle. I'm. I'm it's an interesting choice because they had him go out as 
someone helping someone else. Yeah, I thought that was... Um, when it's not how it happened in, in life. Yeah. I understand why they did this, because I think they wanted to honor who Luke was as a person. I personally, when I heard they were going to do this kind of an episode, I assumed he would have died in a more similar way. Like, it was, it would have been... Like, you a, know, like a medical thing like again? Like a medical yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I assumed, too. But I also understand... I thought about it a lot, and I understand why... They chose this as a way to be like, this is who the person we loved was. And even though he died in a way that was not very representative of, you know, mm-hmm. anything about him, it was just a freak thing. It makes sense. Um, and we can get to it later, but I am very happy that they did not turn this into the mystery of the season. Oh, um, that would have been a nightmare. That would have been a nightmare. And I'm happy that that was not a thing. No, I'm impressed that this episode didn't set up the season at all. Yeah. This episode wasn't about that, you know. So Archie's first thought is we have to find the driver because he's great at um, prioritizing things and handling his emotions. Yes. Uh, Though, of course, in this situation, who knows? I would probably do the same thing. I thought about it a lot. I was like, yeah. Like, I'm not a very aggro person. Archie is. But I would probably be like, that person. I need to talk to them. Like, now. (laughs) I need to have a word with them. I need to have a word. Some woman is over to plan uh, Fred's funeral service at the at the Andrews home, uh, and she tells them that they're not going to get Fred until the fifth because of the holiday. This seems weird, right? I don't know that. Do you think that could happen? I guess it could, right? I mean, I don't know how funeral services, funeral stuff work, but I, I get the feeling like. Like, this makes sense to me, but I also wouldn't be surprised if someone who works in this industry told me, no, we kind of, yeah. like, we don't, we kind of work on holidays. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it does make sense if Veronica is paying for everything, except I don't know what her finances are at this point. Right. I thought that too, but then I was like, you know, I thought like, I was going to give her money. Both of her parents are in jail. Uh, is Hermione in jail? Yeah. At the end of the episode, she reads the news, the obituary in a prison. In a, in a cell. Oh, wow. I kind of miss that. Well, who's mayor? No one's mayor. What? No. Crazy. Mm, just put... Who was the old mayor? You, you know who... Mayor McCoy? Yeah, put her back in. Yeah, she'll be, she'll be the mayor. I'm fine with this. <clears throat> All the kids gather around and tell stories about Fred, which is... It felt, felt like every funeral I've ever been to is there's always that moment where people sit around and just tell stories about the person. Yeah. I've only ever been to... Uh, uh, I've been to my grandparents' funerals, yeah, but same. I've never lost someone so close to me that I yeah. I have these stories to tell. I mean, I was close to like my grandparents, but it's a different situation. I was young, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah it's my like, story. Yeah. My grandmother was like, she bought me Batman action figures. Aww. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Yeah, um, and I really like this scene. There's like, you know, there's the implied history of all these kids grew up with Fred, except for Veronica. It's just like he was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. you can tell the stories that everyone's telling, they're fictionalized, and they're, but, they're, but they're stand-ins for what the cast would be saying yeah. about, about Luke in this same situation. Uh, and then that night, Archie has a dream of his grandfather uh, waiting downstairs asking why he didn't get Fred. There's a table full of everyone Archie knows, both alive and dead. Seriously, pause that moment and look around there's a lot of faces in there like claudius yeah. blossom uh Very is in weird. there and hal cooper uh and uh trevor uh uh 
Jason Blossom is, is, is sitting I, at the table. My theory is that this was a way to get those people uh, to participate in the episode. Oh, absolutely. Like, it was like, you know, these people are dead. These people would never come back for, you know, a, a random episode. But this is, like, a good way for them to participate. Plus, it 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 still fits into this recurring thing where Andrew's men have... Like, dreams. prophetic dreams. Yeah, weird, or, right? Like, the sight. Yeah. This might not be on purpose, but uh, I think the Andrews men all have, like... Like, some sort of sight. Or, like, they did... Going or, on. like, remember my Ascension thing? Like... Yes. I don't know if any, if there's actually a plan, because this is Riverdale, and there's so rarely a plan, yeah. but... This keeps happening. Well... There's a pattern. So, the Luke Perry one from season... Two. Two... So there's an episode of Beverly Hills 90210, which he's famously on, where I think um, Dylan gets into a car accident or something, and he has, like, a very similar dream. Hmm. And I think it was supposed to be, like, an homage of some kind. Maybe. But also, they, they could be psychic. Uh, on Nickus. Yes. Mark Harmon's character has seen ghosts enough times for this to be a recurring thing on the show, where he just sees dead people. Like, that And then moves on though. with his life. You know how shows, like, if they're bringing back a dead character, they'll be like, oh, I'm poisoned, I'm dying, right. I'm, like, I got bonked in the head or something. Yeah, like, there's always tumor. some kind of barely, like, like barely plausible yeah. physical. But, like, this guy just sees ghosts. And we're just, like, cool. With and that. I'm like, okay, but, like, what? Honestly, this makes me want to watch Nickus. <laughs> same, same deal on Riverdale. Uh, Archie wakes up from this dream and decides he needs to go get Fred right away. And a part of me kind of gets that. Yeah, I, I get it. Because if I were if I were going through this, I'd probably be like, yeah, wait, I can just go get him. Yeah. I feel like actually that's not true. And it is actually not legal to transport a body like that. Is that true? I can't imagine it is untrue. You're not allowed to. There's a lot of weird rules with that kind of stuff. I guess. But I don't know. Uh, Reggie brings his spare hearse, because... Because why not? Yeah, I mean, we we previously established his dad uh, has a auto... Has cars, has an auto dealer. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why you'd sell a hearse, but sure. I mean, and, someone needs to buy it. And so the, uh, the main gang drive off to get Fred in Cherry Creek. We're a very kindly deputy with excellent bedside manner. <laughs> helps them find the funeral home that's I holding him. So too. She was just like, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, like, you're oh. going through a lot there, kiddo. You're like, like wow, the- she's great. Can you be our sheriff? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> we are really in need of some capable and kind uh, officers in Riverdale, please. At first, the clerk is uh, unwilling to give Fred to Archie, you know, because he's a minor. Right, that's the thing. I just don't think you do this. Like, I just don't think it's that easy. I'm sure it's wildly, uh, like, like yeah. unexpected. But I, I did love the moment of Archie calling his mom, and then yeah. you're just seeing the clerk on the phone and not hearing what she's saying because you, you kind of know what she's saying. Yeah, Mary Andrews is like this. Yeah, she's the best. We stand. She's pretty great. Is she not staying? I, think I just she is staying. I just want her to like be a regular. I don't. I think that's the plan. Is I, Molly busy? Like No, I don't think she is. And I think she is staying. I think that that's a plot point. But of course it's I like I hope so. I mean even even uh Luke wasn't really on the show that that much. Like he was on it pretty frequently, right. but it wasn't Yeah, they're yeah. It's probably like they, they made a deal for him to be in like X many episodes of the season, yeah. they just fly him up for a couple and fly him 
back to LA for the rest of that. Yeah, I don't think he's on everything. He was definitely not in every episode. Uh, the clerk agrees to let Archie take the body, uh, and Archie has to see it, see his dad, uh, until the moment actually comes. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Like, why, why have him go to the door and not able to walk through the door. I'm not sure if only to just not because they don't want to show Luke's Well, yeah, face, they couldn't. They definitely. Obviously. I don't think you could have gotten a single member of that crew to mock up a yeah, body. Yeah, no, of course. That would have been in really poor taste. Yeah, I don't really know. I honestly don't really know what the purpose of this was other than maybe wanting to remember him as there's just I, it feels like this wants there to be a moment later in the episode at the funeral or the service where Archie does finally go and look at yeah. his father's body but maybe, we never we never get that maybe there was at that moment and maybe it got cut i think it's also a little bit of what happens to him later where he feels like he's not worthy of his father's legacy oh god that's so sad i know it's intense so he has um betty and veronica check for him which is i mean dang that's a lot to put on your friends too yeah but if I were a friend, I'd also be like, I understand, and I'll do this for yeah, you. Yeah, I would do it, Because I love you. It's still, yeah, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. So, that's a rough moment. Uh, and the girls get Fred's possessions, including the keys to his truck, which is still parked by the side of the road where he died. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't think that. Why? Unless they move, do they get out of the truck? Do they leave the truck there? It sounds like the cops just left the truck there. Is that how that works? That can't be how that works. Was he... I thought he was changing the... So he was changing the tire in someone else's car. Yes. He had just pulled over to help that person. But that car is not... Well, I mean, that car shows up in a few minutes. I feel like they would have moved the car. I I feel like they would have moved the car. Yeah. Yeah. As they get to the truck... I, I do like that this scene opens with, like, a single shot of, like, wheat blowing in the wind, by the yeah. way. It's like, oh, this is a beautiful episode. Yeah. Uh, as I get to the car, the truck, another car pulls up and out steps TV's Shannon Darty. Mm, yes, Shannon. Uh, if anyone doesn't know who she is, she was on 90210 with Luke Perry. She was also on the hilarious reboot, BH90210. I, I love it. Uh, she was also in the original Charmed for the first couple of seasons. She tells them that she was the person Fred had helped, and he ultimately saved her life. He pushed well, her out of the way of the oncoming car. At first, you think, oh, fuck, this is the... At first, I thought she was the person who, who hit him. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Ugh. And before the episode started, I was going to guess that she was like an aunt or something. Yeah. Like she was coming. Yeah. Or like his girlfriend. That was actually what I thought. Oh, what really? I thought was wow. like I thought it was gonna be like oh he had like a girlfriend that he was seeing but that I don't and know. then she moves to Riverdale and falls in love with Molly Ringwald and then <laughs> that is the dream but we'll uh, see she and the kids share a prayer for uh, Fred it's but it, it it feels like a prayer for Luke yeah it is in the in the moment it's you can't untie those two things well it's our father too I feel like that's like. You know, it's like our fathers. Like Luke was like Riverdale. I mean, that's a prayer you're saying. It's very like common prayer, but like you know what's gonna suck? What next time we go to any Riverdale panel? 
Oh, he's not going to be he's there? He's not going to be there. I know. Sad. He was always the highlight. The guy who has the microphone who went to college with... Or, no, high, high school. school. Every uh, time there was a panel, I think it was Paley Fest, Luke Perry always pointed out that he went to high school with like one of the guys who was like handing out the microphones, who I'm sure was like a producer at the Paley events or something. Right. Um, but it was always really nice. Like... It was just really cute and really sweet, and he was the best. He was just better than most people. I know. He was good. He was a good person. This episode is sad. He didn't deserve to go. I know. It's sad. So, back in Riverdale, uh, Cheryl asked Mary for permission to do something special for Archie and co. when they return. I'll never understand why Cheryl does anything, but this one I yeah. do, because uh, she knows more about loss than anyone. Although, in this town, like, so many people have died over the last couple of years. But he's also like, my dad just died. <laughs> like, not to be a dick, but, like, no one to ask Betty, like, hey, how are you doing? Right, well, didn't I know she shoot her own dad? No, she didn't shoot her own dad. Or right. she shot his finger off. I forgot who did that. Basically, she didn't Well, he cut his own hand off. Yeah, right? so it's like, you know, you deserve it. it. And, the gang hangs out at a diner waiting for the funeral home to get Freddy ready, Fred ready for transport. You I call mean, him Freddy. I know. I mean, <laughs> why change now? Yeah. If you like diners, you like diners. You like diners. Uh... But when Archie steps outside, he gets a call from FP. Uh, the guy who did it showed up and confessed. So Archie does what he does best. He goes to the man's house and threatens his life. And it turns out that it's not, oh, it's not the guy, but it's his son. Mm-hmm. I thought that Archie was then just going to go threaten the kid's life. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. And then I realized, oh, no. <laughs> I, was I, need, like, I need him to... Uh, Put this kid in the bed and just beat him up while he's yeah, in the bed. Right, exactly. No, it turns out that Archie feels like, oh, my dad would have protected me in the same way. And I also have. killed someone, probably. Like, it would have been my dad protecting me. Yeah. I really hope this is, like, the start of an arc for Archie to become a more uh, intelligent and thoughtful person. Yeah. In this manner. Who knows? Well, it's it's interesting to me because obviously this was not planned, and yet this is a very similar storyline to the beginning of season two when someone threatened the life of Luke's right. life, Fred, and now it's but like, Archie chooses the other path. Yeah, that's true. So it's almost kind of like did did his growth in season two help him get here? I don't I don't know. Bless you, Stella. I I don't know. I think that's the interesting thing because. They never mention it. Like, I thought they were going to say at least something like a throwaway line, like, my dad almost died twice in season two of Riverdale, and now... It's weird he didn't say, my dad almost died twice in season two of Riverdale in yeah, an episode of Riverdale. Yeah, I know. No, I know. But, like, it's weird that, it's weird that he didn't say, you know, I, something like, I thought that I lost him. And I got him back, and I, now... I, I did note that where Archie finds out his father died is the same place where he was holding his father's dying body yeah, at the end of season one. So sad. Um, so Veronica comforts Archie when he talks about how um, 
he feels like he never lived up to be the man Fred saw him as. Even when Shannon Darty shows up, she talks about how Fred just kept talking about how great his son is. Mm. And I, I understand where Archie's coming from because, like, yeah, Fred thinks Archie's amazing, but we often, as viewers of the show, see what Archie does and think, Archie, what is wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, I... I, I like that he wants to be better. I just, you know, I need him to actually do it. Yeah. Uh, and I love that Veronica tells him that he still can be, and he can start by doing what he came to do and bring Fred home. Just, uh, a, just a damn good moment. I know. A great Veronica moment? All around. A plus guys. This whole episode is kind of just superlative. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, this is one of the strongest episodes this show ever did. It put in an impossible situation. Like, no show should have to make this episode. Totally. But I'm really impressed with the way the show stepped up to the plate to deliver this episode. Because it still does feel like a Riverdale episode. It doesn't feel like characters are acting out of character in order to, like, fit this terrible situation. But right. it also feels, um, does feel genuine. Like, you know? I know you never watched Buffy, but have you ever heard of their episode called The Body? It sounds familiar. Is it the Buffy's mom dies one? Yeah. Did, th- did she always have a mom? I yeah. know that sounds weird. The mom was always No, no she always had a mom. She didn't always have a sister. Okay. And then the sister just... Magic made her. Okay. And they just pretended she was there the whole time? Like, magic implanted her into everyone's memories, so they that's all so thought funny. she was there the whole time. It's a great season. Yeah, uh, that's a really good idea. But... I know people don't like that character, though. Dawn? She's fine. She's I'm, just, you know, a child. Right. And yeah. you know how people hate children? People do hate children. I don't who really act know. like children. I don't really like children uh, in general. Yeah, no, because the mom, you know, in a show where they fight magical monsters all the time, the mom passes away in a benign way. How does she die? It's like a brain tumor. Oh. It's sudden. And the whole episode is just spent with the, the nitty gritty of like, someone you love died, what do you do? And all these people will be like, well, can we magic her back to life? And I'm like, no, because yeah. she died a normal human death. You can't. And so it's just all these all these people who deal with fantastical things having to deal with this very mundane thing, the very so permanent sad. thing. And it's really powerful. And this is the same. This is the same kind of thing for Riverdale. This is it's, it's yeah. my it's my main touchstone. Like I think they're very similar. Yeah, I mean it's not magic, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. And as the gang gets to Riverdale. FP stops them to offer them a police escort. <laughs> this and was, then as this they drive, me. they see all of Riverdale lined up to welcome Fred home. And yeah, that's when that's when the tears started. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least you weren't on the elliptical. Like, <laughs> At least I was on the elliptical, like yeah, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen was on the elliptical watching this. Uh, Josie's still around for this episode. I wonder yeah. if Ashley Murray will be in a couple episodes this season, or if this was just, like, she had to be in this episode. I believe they are filming Katie Keene in New York, so if I had to guess, probably not. Yeah, because it would require a lot of flying back and forth. Yeah. Then it's probably, like, a you have to be in the Fred Andrews Unless episode. they're filming it in... I mean, either way, it'd be... They're not filming it in Toronto. I, I hear they're filming in New York. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. That's crazy. CW's starting to film in, like, real places. Yeah. Batwoman films in Chicago. Really? That's yeah. weird. I guess it kind of looks like Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess well it, it is. I guess it is Chicago. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. It looks oh, does, like does Chicago look like Chicago? Yeah. I guess it's just, if you told me that they filmed on the Warner Brothers back lot, I'd be like, obviously. Yeah, of course they do. So that's fair. Um, 
She sings Amazing Grace at Fred's funeral. Archie gives a speech about how much of Riverdale Fred built, or at least fixed, and how and you know the the subtext is how much of this show uh, Luke Perry kind of made built and fixed. It's heavy stuff. Yeah, it is. It is really heavy stuff. It's really well written. Good job, guys. Also, things get you know the ridiculousness starts to creep back in after the funeral ends. Hiram paid for it. Why? Do you think it was out of a sign of respect to Hiram? Or was he like, this is another way to subtly lord things over Veronica? So this, this is Or the force th- himself into her life more. Yeah, this is the thing that really irked me about... The only real thing that irked me about this episode. I am so sick of Hiram paying for stuff secretly. <laughs> <laughs> it does like, happen all the time. all the time. It's like, I get it. You have money and you're sinister. And also maybe like it have integrity, but not really. You tried to kill him twice. Like, don't pay for his funeral because you're like, actually, I have a lot of respect for the man. You know, it would be so dope if, like, he eventually just ran out of money. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I would be really interested to see what poor Hiram looks like. Yeah, yeah. And not like, oh, poor Hiram. Yeah, I know. That would be fun. All the couples... And Josie, Kevin, and Reggie, who all deserve better, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> gather yeah, yeah. in Archie's backyard and set off fireworks. Because he did that with his dad one uh, time. And there wasn't a firework show! It's so sad. It's so sad. The whole thing is so sad. Uh, Archie asks Veronica to imagine everyone were half as good as his dad was. And Veronica replies, you already are. Uh, Which is a nice sentiment, but what if you said... You're all the way as good as your dad was. <laughs> so to be like, yes, buddy, you are half as good as your father was. Yeah. No more, no, no. less. <laughs> That's the best you're going to do. Yeah, no. Aw. Uh, then Archie walks in the garage and uh, looks at the jalopy he rebuilt with his dad. Still that Caitlin hates stupid, and I think is great. It's a great car. They live in like like a place where it's cold, John. Some people like vintage cars that don't have roofs or heating but, but, or seat belts right, exactly. or air conditioning. <laughs> right, right, right. If you wear a jacket on your way to school, wear a helmet. I don't know. So if you have this car, this can't be your only car. I think about this all the time. You maybe, mean, maybe. Get a fucking Honda. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Just because we couldn't laugh in this episode, I will make fun of Jalopy one more time. <laughs> maybe sorry. maybe Mary will have that conversation. Well, now now he has to keep the car. Oh, he absolutely... He should keep the car, of course. Yeah. He should never get rid of the car, but, but he like, should get a But, like, you can only drive car. it, like, five months out of the year. Yeah, or get a bike, or get something that is not as ridiculous. I mean, it feels like everything's within walking distance of this town, because they did all right in season one. I know. I know. I'm just saying, four-wheel drive. You might need it. It feels <laughs> a lot. They play some old clips. I cry. Then the episode ends. Yeah. Scene. Ugh. Finn. So, guys, yeah, this is the episode. Um, There's not a lot to say. There's not a lot to laugh at or comment on or critique or theorize about. I guess, you know... It's just stuff to feel. Yeah. What did you feel? I felt sad, (laughs) obviously. Mm -hmm. I felt bad for everyone, and I am upset about this whole situation. It's really sad. Um, Luke Perry seemed amazing. It's really great. Um, I hate to say it this way, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like, you know, we hear a lot about, um, 
really shitty men in the entertainment industry, especially these days. Uh, and it feels really nice that, you know, after this man's death, um, and actually during his life too, I, I don't think this was actually, I really don't think this was a case. Obviously it was more amplified after he died, but I don't think this was a situation where it was like he died and then suddenly everyone was like, what a great guy. I think he was always considered a really great guy mm-hmm. kind of consistently throughout his life. Even in interviews with the cast, they were like, oh, Luke is always taking care of me. I remember KJ being like, I was sick. He called my dad, like yeah, stuff like that. So you can tell yeah. how the how little the cast really had to act in yes, this episode. Very sad. But I bet this was rough for them because they had, you know, spent the summer they they, they had dealt with this months ago. Yeah, and, and then were asked to do it again. Yes, very, very sad. And that must have been incredibly painful for them. Um you'll you'll notice all of their all of their socials are like talking about him again. Yeah. And yeah, every story that came out after he died was like, this guy's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. KJ really, really did love him. I know. Uh, and he loved, he loved him KJ. Too. We all loved him. Really sad. So I know that we're not doing superlatives for this It's episode. just such a superlative episode. Yeah. That, and we're, yeah, we're not really in the space for it, I think. Yeah. Just no superlatives. Um, I don't really have any connections either. I don't, I just... It's a pretty bottle episode. Almost. I think so. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what to flash forward. We, so, yeah, we don't. We don't know what we're dealing with this season. I will say. So I did a bunch of research into the flash forward, mm-hmm. and I just read interviews and stuff. And so it seems like we are going to go back to the flash forward, beginning with episode two, but that the writers chose very specifically not to have this be like, oh, are we going to tease out the rest of the season? Yeah. Because it just felt... Good. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think even this being a summer episode, and there's going to be a time a time jump, I think, to September. So it's going to be like, like a month out, you I know? I want to make an argument for Riverdale to be less serialized. You know, every yeah. time they do, like, a one-off, like, this episode is this one thing, it's great. True. But when yeah. they're so busy on, like... Building a the, huge the, Yeah, the big ongoing story. Yes, I, I agree. We'll talk more about this next time, I'm sure. I think Just, that's a really good point, though, because I do think that there is a version of the show that they could have done, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the superior show in a lot of ways, but... Where it's more just, like, these four friends dealing with, like, a weekly problem in the town. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem could be kind of ridiculous. It could be sort of, like, someone's, you know, it could be more Scooby-Doo-esque, if you will. Like, where it's, like, there's a mystery, it closes by the end of the episode, and there is an overarching thing. But, like, last season especially, it felt like it was just one big, long thing Ooh, of boy. crazy. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I learned, just because I know we're not doing, like, a lot of connections is that Roberto also said that this season is going to be more grounded, more akin to season one than season two or three. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good move, good thing. Every show says that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Every show has that press release, like, we're going to go back to that thing you liked. Right. (laughs) Right. But I do think that they probably... I mean, have you seen... I haven't seen any trailers for the series that have shown... Anybody being in a giant wooden <laughs> gargoyle costume? I have. 
Wait, really? Yeah, there's an episode where, like, there, there's a shot in the latest trailer where, like, Betty's in school and one kid's wearing a Black Hood costume and one kid's wearing a Gargoyle King costume. I think I haven't seen that trailer. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to go look for that. Also, though, like, that's an obvious costume. <laughs> it's a great It's a great Halloween so, costume. It's very I'm expensive. wearing one. That's not true. No, it's I mean, I just feel like if you wear a ski mask and that's your Halloween costume, that also could be, like, vaguely problematic. Right, right. So, right. yeah. Right. You've got to get a hood. Right. Everyone knows. It's not a mask. The difference between a mask and a hood. It's not the black mask. (laughs) That's a DC character. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. And he was a rich boy, and he had a makeup company that burned everybody's faces, and he had a fiance. I read the Wikipedia for the Uh character. I was Uh making a slideshow. Oh, okay. So... Oh, like a like one next to the other, like what the character looks like versus the actor. Or? No, I just had to be like, this person is this person. This is what this person does. All right. It was interesting. I enjoyed the research. Speaking of, what are you looking forward to, or like, what are you liking right now? What What are you vibing with? What am I vibing with? That's a weird question. Let's um, do a vibe check. You know, I was thinking about this. I was like, I I'm looking for a new season of BoJack Horseman. I'm I'm really into that, or I'm going to be really into that. Um, I thought you wanted we would have wanted to talk about Nancy Drew. Oh, wow. Yes, I do. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I think you know what's weird? I was thinking about it all day, and then the moment we started this podcast, the place where it'd be most relevant, mm-hmm. out of my brain. So let me talk to you guys about a little show called Nancy Drew. <laughs> I don't know if you've Tell heard him, of this, I don't know if you've heard of this character, but she's a detective. She's a Teen detective. Listen, if you wanted a show about Betty Cooper, yeah, it's this, Nancy Drew. This is it. So it's a really, really, really fun, in my personal opinion, television adaptation of the character. Really what it is, it's just Veronica Mars in a different town, truthfully. Um, but it's also really fun. Um, the mystery is there's this... Nancy Drew is uh, kind of a teen detective, um, child detective, I guess grows up, uh, you know, always solving these crimes, and then her mother dies, and so she kind of, her life gets off track. She stops solving mysteries. She uh, starts working at a diner instead of going to college, and then uh, a woman who goes to the diner, she's, like, found dead outside the diner, and there's, like, no blood. You know, they don't know how she died, and then there's this maybe ghost that I have a theory about if you've checked out my Twitter. Anyway, I'm really into it. Have you watched it yet? Yeah, I watched yeah, it this did. morning. We, we talked about this. I I really liked it. You know, it came in really confident in itself. Yeah. I figured it would be a case of the week, but it mm-hmm. starts right off with like an ongoing mystery. And it has one of my favorite young actors in it. The guy playing the line cook. Uh, um, are you talking about Alex? Yeah, yeah. Is the character's name Alex? No, I think that's his real name. I forgot his real name now. Is it Ace in the show? Are you talking about um, Finding Carter guy? Yeah, Max yeah, from Max, Finding Carter. Of course. He's great. Amazing. He, he has this just unique vibe to him at all times where he's like, when they, in the show, they process like four characters as potential suspects for this murder. And all I see are like, oh, that's the Riverdale gang with some adjectives swapped around. Right, exactly. But this guy is like his own unique thing. And he just always brings this energy to everything he's in. He was in He a, stands out. He was in what show was it? Oh my God. Um, he was in The, the Fosters, right? I think he was in The Fosters, but he was also on the show The Fix, um, which was kind of a short-lived ABC show. Mm-hmm. But he was on that, which is another mystery show. I, I believe that was him. 
But yeah, I like I like him a lot. I interviewed him like many years ago. Nancy Drew's solid, and it really like the way it ends the episode. Every person mm-hmm. is like a potential suspect. Fascinating. I really like it. Um, <coughs> it reminds me of Veronica Mars in a good way. I, I it's like a love child between Veronica Mars and Riverdale. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But I like how uh, I like how it seems pretty grounded for like a show that might have a ghost. I don't feel like I think. We're on the uh, first signs of a major sea change happening at the CW. What do you think that means? I I think it's all going to become a bit more like Nancy Drew and Riverdale. I think, you know, Arrow's ending, Supernatural is ending, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin ended, iZombie ended. A lot of shows they had going on for a while all went out the door, and Riverdale's kind of their biggest hit right now that isn't part of the superhero yeah. banana jamboree. Uh, banana jamboree. Bananas jamboree. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that hero, bananas, bananas jamboree. Is he's going to arrow this listen, year? Listen, gonna, he's going to be huge in crisis. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, he's going to really save the day. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're going to, I think Nancy Drew is, like, their first test of, like, if we have something, if we make something that, like, feels akin to Riverdale, but it's kind of doing it something a little bit different. Yeah. Or like, can we, can we make a block of Riverdale like content? And if it works, we might see a lot more, uh, melodramatic teen soaps. Love it. That's all I fucking want. <laughs> I mean, I really like all American on the CW. Mm. I haven't watched the new season yet, but I really think that show's really good. It's very like that one I think is more of the OC than it is Riverdale, but it yeah. is a teen show and there's like drama. I don't know if it's doing well. I, well, I mean, I haven't watched it, but... It just... I, it was not doing great, but what happens is the CW puts all their stuff on Netflix. Uh-huh. And sometimes stuff hits on Netflix. Stuff just... Yeah, it does well on Netflix, and it's kind of, It makes sense because it's like if you... The CW is a little hard to watch. Like, it just physically is hard to, like, get... You know, I'll tell you what's hard to watch. The CW app? Uh, yeah. I am... Six Liberty Mutual commercials in a row. Exactly. Were they the same commercial? No. There were only two commercials. Yeah. Over and over again. If I have to hear about Limu Emu and Doug one more time. I don't know what that means, but I believe you that that's <laughs> annoying. I, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, I think that's the problem. The CW doesn't have, like, it's not on Hulu. And so it's not like you can watch it the next day kind of easily. The app is, sorry, CW app developers, not excellent it's not it's not it's not so, excellent i used to buy things on itunes if i really liked it um but that i pretty much just saved for like my crucial watches is it on amazon prime can you it like is on, it's episode? also on yeah but it's the same thing it's the same price it's yeah. like all that stuff is like two dollars an episode so if you can all if you just binge something especially if you weren't really that interested in something when it first premiered but you're like oh this is on netflix i mean that's how i discovered crazy ex-girlfriend it's how i discovered iZombie. It's how I discovered, like, a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense. And yeah. that's the hill I die on. <laughs> that the CW is also the network that will let shows breathe, and I really appreciate that. Mm. Instead of just being like, oh, it's not doing well, let's cancel it. That's true. It does let stuff live uh, and long enough to see if it can... It doesn't have to hit... Find a second life. Yeah. I, it doesn't have I to hit respect... 
the CW so much for the way it doesn't just cancel stuff yeah, immediately. Exactly. You, yeah, I get nervous on other channels, but I usually feel pretty confident. Like they let Craziest Girl from Finish. It did not have the numbers. No. But but like they liked it, and yeah. so they let it finish. They saw it through. It also doesn't need to. It doesn't need to make what ABC needs. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to do ABC that. ABC will kill you. Yeah. Like within <laughs> five episodes. Right, and that's like. You or know, if you're time after time sooner. Oh. That's sad. That was the one about he was Jack the Ripper, but not. Right, right. Yeah. Time traveling Jack the Ripper. Right. A choice. A choice was made. A choice. Um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of my rant. What are you looking forward to? Uh, the show I'm, I'm really excited about right now is Evil. Yeah, that's on good. On CBS. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen it? I just read the pilot a long time ago. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I just read the pilot. And, yeah, And reading it. Gave away some secrets that I didn't realize were going on when I watched Ooh, it. Drama, drama. So, uh, I don't... This actress was in Westworld, but I don't really know her from anything else. I know the rest of the cast and other stuff. Yeah. But she plays this, like, forensic psychologist who gets recruited by uh, Luke Cage, uh, TV's Michael yeah. Col- Coulter, to, to help him determine if uh, cases of potential possession or miracles or whatnot are real or not for the church. And uh, they have Asif Manvi, who is in who is on The Daily Show oh. on their team. He, he has a real dry wit in this one. Fun. So, like, they're, they're looking at this guy who might be possessed, and then as she's learning about possession, she starts having these nightmares, night terrors, where this demon visits her in the middle of the night and, oh, like, messes with her, and she has to figure out if she's dreaming or if this is real or not. I love it. Uh, and then all at the same time, Michael Emerson shows up. And he was in Lost and a yes, person of interest. Yes, of he is a great actor and an amazing villain. And he's so evil in this show. Fascinating. Is he evil the evil? Uh, he might be. He might be the evil. Interesting. Uh, and it's from the creators of The Good Wife. And I'm, it, same it, show. it was like seriously the best network pilot I had seen. I honestly think there's been a couple of really good pilots. I thought Prodigal Son was really good. Um, I read that one. I have not watched it. I really liked it. I like Emergence. Have you seen Emergence? I haven't yet. I started watching it and then I got busy. It's like and I it off. it's like ABC's version of Stranger Things, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, that's fun though. With potentially time travel or aliens? Right. Oh no. There's always a pilot the, on ABC that's like aliens. Every <laughs> year, there's a show that's like, is this lost? And right. almost without a doubt, it never is. It never is. Like Manifest last year. I still love so Manifest. It's all you know. <laughs> there's always a plane involved too. This one yes. opens with a plane crash. Wait, that's so weird. That is so weird. That's so strange. It's like a small plane, though, if that makes it better. Yeah, kind of. Does it? Oh, great. That's sure. good. <laughs> anyway, John, what else do we do? Oh, here's a little fun tip. We have a podcast Instagram now. That's right. So we do. What is the it, name what, of our podcast Instagram, God, wouldn't Caitlin? That, wouldn't that, wait, I don't remember. <laughs> you have to tell me. What is it? We are on... We are on Instagram as the Riverdale Register Podcast. All one word. Yeah. I mean, we can't make it two words. Um, Do we, we have a profile picture? Not, not yet. yet. We are working on it. Yeah. But it is there. It exists. If you're a real fan, you're going to follow it. And if you're not a real fan, you're not going to follow it. You're going to be streets behind. I don't know. That was you, you can be a fan and not follow it. I, we probably don't have that many fans. I mean, we probably do. I mean, do we? I don't know. No big deal. It's You guys have <laughs> You guys don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. We love you, um, and we're sorry that we have an Instagram now after season four. 
Um, and but I'm also, sorry it took so long. Hey, isn't it great? We have an Instagram now. Right. There's, in season four. In season four, exactly. You, John cheered. Visibly, he cheered. He got up and he cheered. Yeah, it was a, it was a great sight. Uh, there was confetti. Yeah. Um, and you can still follow us on our personal accounts if you want to. Oh, I'm, yeah. Caitlin, where can they find you? I'm at Riley Tweets. Stella no longer has an Instagram. <gasps> I know. Stella got tired of the fame. She got tired of All the it. attention, the limelight. She just wanted to live her life. But after that controversy happened, she just she knew it was time to step away. Exactly. So we're not going to talk about it, but you guys know. And the real fans know. Uh, <laughs> John, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Patton. And, oh my God, I don't think I've written on my blog since I got my new job. That's okay. I'm going to change that. You can find me on, the blo- on my blog at The Catch from the Rye. Hey, Caitlin, how did I spell rye? W-R-Y. That's right. Amazing. Good pun. Awesome. So that's this episode, right? Yeah, We're done? That's, that's it. That's the premiere. Cool, 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 cool. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We'll see you next time when things get wacky and weird and, you know, Hopefully um, not sad. Not sad. It's still going to be sad, actually. Right. It'll be, but but it'll also be fun. Yeah, right. Oh, we love you, Luke. Over and out, River Vixens.